Yeah. Is your phone on silent? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Quality <laughs> Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers. I'm Kyle Chambers. My co-host, also my husband. <laughs> um, In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Okay, I've got a couple of things going through my head I need to remember. Um, so Kyle said I have to address the shirt that I'm wearing, yes. my Mama Shark shirt. Uh, this was a gift to me from my sister for my birthday in May. However, today is the first day of school for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them are in school, one's still in daycare. Um, the middle one is in third grade at elementary school. Good to go. Great elementary school. All the schools are great. But the older one is starting junior high today. Mm-hmm. And I have all the feels. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> um, so um, I've been crying since... Mm-hmm. Three days ago? For about a week yeah. or more. <laughs> a week or more in secret since three days that Kyle knows yeah. of. Um, and just, you know, he doesn't even know that he needs to be worried about junior high. And what if he doesn't have anybody to sit with at lunch? And what if the kids are mean to him? So I have my mama shark shirt on because... I'm Mama's going to eat the guppies if they're mean. Yeah. They're not going to be mean to my baby. But that's total side note and completely unrelated to our Quality Matters <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, we have been doing a mini series on the ISO standard, kind of breaking it down a little bit easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go ahead and I think there's been somebody commenting on our YouTube. Is that where the nope, comments? No, it was on LinkedIn. Well, it was on the YouTube, but on LinkedIn. Okay. Somebody has been commenting about how the standard is vague and that helps contribute or put money in the pockets of consultants like Kyle. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. It's true. It's true. It's true. And I think Kyle has consented that statement. But Um, I didn't write it. That's the thing. (laughs) You know, and we are going to be releasing a podcast in a few weeks. That talks about that. Go into great detail about the ISO standard, how the standards are written, Mm -hmm. and how that is, in fact, a true statement. However, we didn't help write it. No. (laughs) Um, And... Kyle's purpose is really just to help people understand it and make mm-hmm. their business more successful using the standard. Yeah. Agreed. And that's what we're about. And I think so. the vagueness, but again, this is where you really have to have a, a consultant come in. But uh, the vagueness can go a long ways to helping you out because it does yeah. let you pick your poison, which there's something to be said for. Right. So um, we appreciate the comments. Keep them coming. If somebody else yep. has something to say, good or bad, I mean, we'll yeah, address we, we it love and it. talk yeah. to you about it. And, you know, yeah. it gives us something to talk about. So we're taking a break from our mini series mm-hmm. because I was scrolling through Facebook over the weekend, as I often do. <laughs> no. And I came across an article from the Houston Chronicle um, about the solid waste department, mm-hmm. I guess, of mm-hmm. Houston. And the article was about how the Solid Waste Management Department diverted 2.6 million pounds of recyclables to the landfill 
during the first five months of the year. And oh, you're going to see me. Months. I've got my notes, well, <laughs> the whole article down here. Yeah. Um, so I've got to look at it to refer to it. That's um, a lot. Yeah. And it was an internal audit. Well, I guess KHOU, which is a news outlet here, mm-hmm. kind of broke the story and prompted the internal audit. Ah. And then the internal audit confirmed what KHOU had reported. Which, you know, not that I know much about what's going on right now, but if it's the uh, the news organization breaking the story that tells me that they internally didn't have the checking processes that they needed and the internal inspection processes to make sure things were going according to plan. I don't know. The sentence says, because I don't want to make anybody mad, the audit, comma, which confirms reporting <laughs> by KHOU that prompted mm-hmm. the internal probe, comma, revealed the mishandling of recycling. Yeah. So it they sounds like, yeah, so that's what it sounds like. So their internal auditor, I hope I say her name right, is Shanilla Queen. Mm-hmm. She's an internal, I have her LinkedIn pulled up over here, so I'm looking <laughs> at that too. Um, she's a senior auditor at the city of Houston. Looks like she's been an auditor for 12 years for oh, different cool. places. Yeah. Um, has an MBA. So it sounds great experience. Very well qualified, awesome. just based on what we pulled up here on LinkedIn <laughs> real quick. Um, and it, Okay, so I don't really know which direction I want to go first. It looks like there were no corrective actions issued. Um, no, That's a odd. you don't well, like that. Okay, let me see. Oh man, I'm not well, it could prepared. be that they didn't issue any corrective actions; that they simply conducted the audit. Because this happens a lot. People find a problem. I mean, seriously, this is a common problem. If that's what occurred here, is people conduct the audit, they find the problems, they fix them. But there's no corrective action and we've talked before about fixing it in a corrective action completely not the same thing on the most fundamental level if all you're doing is fixing it, you're saying okay well we're just going to band-aid it and move on and we think this is why a corrective action says no we're going to identify the root cause we're mm-hmm. going to tell you why we think the root cause is the root cause i advise people to go a step further and tell me why you didn't find it in the first place I want to know why the root cause wasn't already determined. Well, from reading the article, it looks like as things go with taxpayer-type, you know, education, city functions, there's not enough trucks, the trucks are old, there's not enough people, there's a high turnover rate. It's all those kind of things are the problem. Um, But it does say um, that she wrote, Mm -hmm. she being the internal auditor, that supervisors at the city's operations, quote, were provided ample opportunity to correct driver behavior of mixing material or improperly disposing of collected recyclables, including, end quote, including after an April 24th memo directing compliance. Hmm. It goes on to say the supervisors did not take any corrective actions even after the memo went out. Okay, so this is all prior to the internal audit. But yeah, if you identify something like that, um, you need you really need a corrective action. It's a, it, it's, it's a huge deal because so many people, what, what they like to do, like I say, is they, they just want to fix it. And you assume you know why the problem happened. But a corrective action really requires you to dig down and understand eh, really what is the problem and not only how are we going to fix this issue, but what what, are, what changes to our system are we going to make so it never happens again? Right. And I'm assuming, I don't know, that they're not actually ISO 9001 certified. It's just it, an, this they're going through an auditing process. This quality management process. system okay. requires this. Um, and like I said, they 
uh, talked about the aging of the fleet. It looks like they're expected to get 90 new garbage and recycling trucks through April of next year. Okay. So that's coming. Um, and I guess this is since the audit has happened. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when everything was done. They've The city has rented some trucks well, and hired a private company to handle part of the recycling. That's good. Um, they've City Council has also agreed to hire uh, one of the city's de- disaster debris contractors <laughs> to help collect junk waste and clean up illegal dumping sites. Oh, okay. Well, that's good stuff. Because that also puts a burden on them to have to clean up where people are illegally dumping. You know, when I was in charge of an environmental program, you know, that's one of the problems we had is that we didn't have anything hazardous, but we did have the possibility of, you know, hazardous elements in some of our production waste. So rather than just dumping it all in the dumpster, we actually took a preventative step you know, to prevent anything like this similar in this ever occurring, is we got a totally separate dumpster for what they call class one industrial waste. Mm-hmm. So class one industrial waste, like any kind of production waste that maybe it's got like, you know, a cadmium in it, or maybe it's got cobalt or some of these things you just don't want in a regular landfill. And so we just took the preventative step to do it. But mm-hmm. not a lot of folks go that far as you wind up with dumping sites like this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Now I forgot. Oh, so also they have to keep up with their trash schedules. So they said their employees are already working six or seven days a week, Uh, long hours into the dark. So that contributed because they couldn't really see like what's what. And then what I also noted at the very end of the article, this article was on August 8th, by the way. So pretty recent. um, That I guess partial loads were left in the truck at the end of the day mm-hmm. instead of taking it to the mm. landfill or the dump or wherever so then when different employees would come out they would just gotcha. assume it's all regular trash right 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 and um so that was one thing that queen the internal auditor recommended that mm-hmm. we've got to do something she said they need to institute a process to identify partial loads so <laughs> it sounds like she's doing a darn good job yeah so that we uh, know if something's left in the yeah. truck what is it left in the truck i i think that man it sounds like she really did a great job on it there i mean it really does yeah. um but again what they're dealing with here is you know we, we might want to get you know all upset about how the city's mismanaging things or this that but i'm telling you this this is nothing new so many organizations deal with this stuff. What in particular is nothing you knew you mean? Well, like this right here. You know, what's the first thing it says? They didn't have an issue, uh, a process for checking and measuring, which just, again, to use kind of mm-hmm. the ISO terminology. Um, but, you know, when she says they didn't have a process for checking the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the truck at the end of the shift, right? You know, and so they're talking about their guys are, are working so much, and, and I, I, I get it. I mean, we see the guys that come out in the mornings to pick up our, now that's Houston, but, I mean, these guys are working working their tails off. They are. I mean, they really <laughs> working their butts off. They, it's a little bit funny, I just have to say, how many times we talk about our trash guys <laughs> on our podcast. Look, I appreciate people that work hard. I do, too. And I think that's it, and it's just an easy example, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they don't have a, the process to, to check these things. And it's so incredibly common because you think you know what needs to be checked. And you think you know what the next person will think. And you think you know what the next person will know. Mm-hmm. And you don't. Um, and so you, you wind up with like two camps of people. You got the camp on the left 
where they just kind of wing it and they, they get it done and it actually works fairly well a lot of the time. And then you got the camp on the right where they overanalyze and over-document and they've got, you know, 100 different KPIs, literally sometimes over 100 different goals that they're trying to keep track of. And they have noted every detail of everything. Actually, the when I first got involved with the quality, I was asked to write a procedure on how to make coffee. <laughs> I'm not joking. They I kind of wish you would write one for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, th- th- that's the but that's the extreme that people go. So it's like you wind up in these two camps, mm-hmm. and most organizations actually thrive somewhere in that middle eighty percent. That's true for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you know it, it's frustrating to see. But I mean, it really sounds like she did a heck of a job on this uh, this audit here. I think so. I would like to try to contact her and see if oh, we gosh, could get her awesome. on that. Yeah. I don't know with her being an employee of the city if she would be able to get on and talk about it. I mean, I wonder what other internal audits she yeah. has on her hands that she <laughs> could share with us. Um, I guess the mayor got involved hmm. as well. Um, and it says that the mayor has said that employees found to have mixed trash and recycling could be suspended or fire fired um so so far the director of the solid waste management department hasn't said what's going to happen yeah the mayor says maybe these guys will get suspended or fired yes and no yeah i agree but i mean they didn't have a process written out for them they know probably that it's separate unless it's left in the truck then you don't know what's what um, but my question is, what about the supervisors that got a memo uh, in I'm, April that's where I'm that knew about it? And when we conduct an audit, um, interviews and what someone said is objective evidence. So what someone says is absolutely objective evidence. You can have completely verbal processes. There's nothing wrong with it, nothing against it. Um, but the problem that you're going to run into is if you don't have enough things documented, that you get too much confusion and you get mm-hmm. too much kind of good old boy mentality. Um, so then the question that people ask, and I get asked this a lot, is, well, how do I know what to document? Risk. And you just think about it. If mm-hmm. this process goes to crap, how bad is it going to be? Well, and I would think anything involving taxpayer money is a risk. Could be, but let's talk. Let's look at the coffee example. If the people making coffee in the office just do a terrible piss poor job of it could the business shut down could they get sued no no it's Mm -hmm. incredibly incredibly low risk and if the coffee's crap well you'll know with the first sip it's easy to detect see the stuff that's really scary are those risks where it's hard to detect and there's a big impact when you get those things combined together i mean you're talking Mm -hmm. about really big issues so what do you consider the risk in this situation? Well, let's let's look here. The the one good example that we have is the trash being left in the dump in the truck at the end of the shift, mm-hmm. and then the next uh, next shift coming in. Well, I I've never worked a trash truck, but I can't imagine that the first thing I'm going to do when I I get in the truck in the morning is examine what's already in there. <laughs> I'm probably going to assume it got emptied the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because. So if, if that's kind of the thing going on, well, that's automatically hard to detect. So any risk that's hard to detect is, is a scary one because it means it can creep up and bite you and you didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. All right. So the moment they knew this was occurring, that, that should have been a red flag. I feel like they knew this was occurring because it makes sense to me when I read it. If the truck is not full, we're mm-hmm. not going to make a separate trip to the landfill. 
that's going to cost us time mm-hmm. and energy and money. Yeah, that's so true. I, I mean, it seems like that's a pretty standard procedure. It, it could, in my head. Yeah, well, it could be, but it doesn't say that in right. the article. <laughs> but again, the guys showing up in the morning, mm-hmm. they don't know when they show up what the condition was the day before, so we immediately have right. some detectability as an issue. Um, how often does this happen? I don't know. I so don't know. I would imagine that this could be at least a 50% occurrence because it's either full or not full. So we'll just call it 50% at the time. So if you got 50%, maybe even more, because what you said is a good point. If it's only like 10% or 20% full, maybe we're not going to take it out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this could be occurring like 80% of the time. It's hard to know how full it is or isn't when you start the day. And you may not even know what's in it until you examine it. And then you have to mm-hmm. trust the other guy. Like, the guys filled it properly. Right. Um, so now we've got, you know, it, it's hard to detect. Um, it's going to happen frequently. And now, how bad of an issue is it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not actually sure. I'd, I'd be, love to know more information if anyone knows anything about it. Like, how big of a deal is it if recycling is taken to a regular landfill? How much well, does that cost us? I don't know how much it costs, but they did say it was 2.6 million pounds mm-hmm. of recyclables that went, and that counts uh, makes up 11.4% of the recycling tonnage from January to really? May. Okay. Well, that's a fairly, I mean, fairly high dollar value. I mean, this stuff isn't cheap to dispose of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's actually something really fascinating is the way that they dispose of all of this garbage. There's a lot of work that goes into getting rid of this stuff properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do it properly, in 20, 30 years, they can actually build homes on top of it. It's perfectly safe and fine. But, I mean, <laughs> that's my point. It's like that's the level of care that, you know, is supposed to be going into these things mm-hmm. in some cases. So we've got, you know... It's hard to detect. It's going to happen frequently and somewhat severe. So when we actually do official risk analysis, if you want to put like a number to it, we do like a 1 to 10 score. How bad is it? 1 to 10. How often does it occur? 1 to 10. You know, how hard is it to uh, detect? 1 to 10. And so in this in this case, you know, if you multiply those numbers together, I mean, they're all at or greater than a 5. We You wind up with this, what, 125? Okay. Yeah. So the, the point is, is, if you, you know, this is the way that we actually do risk, risk analysis mm-hmm. is you, you apply, multiply these numbers together and you get what they call the RPN, the risk product number. If it's less than 100, most companies agree to accept the risk. If it's greater than 100, we probably need to do something to address the risk. Mm-hmm. And so, if, again, the higher and higher you go, the more and more and more you probably need to address the risk. So mm-hmm. this, I mean, from my quick estimation, is definitely something that should be addressed well they do have some other numbers i don't know if it's helpful um she found from the during the audited period which i gather was from january to may Mm -hmm. um 532 mishandling incidents Hmm. including 106 after the memo was sent out in april to the Mm. supervisor so what is that about 20 percent of them yeah after after the the supervisors which sounds like almost nothing changed because, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you five, could almost do the math that it's, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like almost a little bit got curbed, not much. I just feel like they're all under pressure to get the, mm-hmm. you know, taxpayers are, hey, my trash, I mean, even us in our neighborhood, we have a private trash mm-hmm. company that our HOA pays and on the neighborhood pages all the time, people come, my trash hasn't got picked mm-hmm. up, my trash hasn't gotten picked up. Of course, as you guys know, we don't complain about our trash guys. We love them. Our trash guys, our trash gets picked up bright and early every right. morning. So, um, 
You know, so I can imagine with the city of Houston, yeah. people are calling and complaining. My trash mm-hmm. hasn't been picked up and, you know, supervisors saying do whatever it takes, yeah. just get the job done, which is something I'm sure you have heard out in the field several, oh, times. several times. Supervisors say just get the job just, yeah. done. We don't, we don't care, care the cost. what it takes. Yeah. We'll fix it yep. after. We don't care the cost. If you don't do it according to procedure, we got someone checking it on the back end. Just get it gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that stuff definitely happens. But, you know, I guess to kind of finish up here, it's like, you know, what I was trying to say is um, you don't know what to document. And it sounds like they didn't have stuff documented here. Mm-hmm. So how would they know they needed to document a process on, on this? Mm-hmm. Well, again, the question that people ask all the time is, well, how do I know what to document? Because I'm obviously not going to write a procedure on making coffee. Right. Um, although, if you were, I, I could tell you some pointers, <laughs> but it's not a, not a high risk. So, this is a high risk. It was so. If it's a high risk, document it. That's it. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't it. know. I don't know how many internal auditors the city has either, because as you mentioned, like this wasn't audited mm-hmm. until the news said right. hey look at this yeah so i mean if she's the only internal auditor for mm-hmm. the city i can't even imagine all the things that needed to be audited she herself is probably under i agree a lot of pressure you know i um i actually a couple of years ago was talking to someone with the city of houston because they were looking at getting um their particular um department iso 9001 certified mm-hmm. so i know that at least at some point in the past they really considered these process uh but I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting, but it does. It sounds like she did a great job, and it sounds like they knew about the issue. I mean, 101 incidents. Like they're they've actually got a good record keeping system. Yeah. Which is a great step. Yeah. It's a great step in the right direction. Yeah, that's my qu- like. If you know exactly how many incidents there it's were, processes like, put in place for different people. That's <laughs> I guess it. So. All right, so that's our little break in the mini-series. Again, as Kyle briefly mentioned, if anybody knows anything about this, feel free to get a hold of us. Oh, yeah, um, love to talk about we'd it. We'd love to talk, and I might actually see if I can get a hold of her oh, yeah. and have her on. Totally. Um, I doubt she would provide any audit reports for us. No, <laughs> but it'd just be good to hear about the, the workings what of are this. Their this is a different area that we've not been involved mm-hmm. with. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. All right, thanks for listening. Awesome.